And another reminder that Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It gives you everything you need in one place, and it's free. You can use it right from your phone or your computer. They have creation tools, so you can record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. And they'll distribute your podcast for free. So you can hear it on Spotify, Apple, Google, and many more. Just like us here at BraveMaker. Make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app today and go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks to our sponsors. Now back to the show. Stories, scripts, and conversations with creators. This is the Brave Maker Podcast. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Brave Maker online experience, as well as the Brave Maker podcast. I'm Tony Gapastone. I'm one of your co-hosts today and my one of my favorite co-hosts in the world, hey. Christina Jackson. Hi, what's going on, Tony? Glad to be here. It's been uh, a little over a week. We haven't had anything. It's been We try to do something every week, and we probably had about 10 days. So now we have like two today. It's kind of funny. We have two live shows today. We have a special guest today. Before we do, I need to say thank you to our amazing sponsor, the Redwood City Parks and Arts Foundation. Without them and other uh, sponsors who support us, we can't do this work. So thank you to the Redwood City Parks and Arts Foundation, as well as the Redwood City Arts Commission that recently came along to support our anti-racist documentary that we are working on and we're excited to give you more information about that coming soon. Christina and I are doing a lot of fun work in webinars and if you are interested in that you should go to our website bravemaker.com and on the website there's a link called Brave Space and Christina and I are hosting these conversations. We've done Financial Force. We, um, we, we did Guidewire recently. We were doing the Redwood City Public Library System Staff Development Day in October, and we're really looking forward to that. So go to bravemaker.com and check out our Brave Space offering. But no further ado, let's welcome our guest, actor, writer, comedian, Irene Tu. Yeah. Hi. Hey, Irene. Nice to meet you. Finally. Good to meet you. So Irene and I met through a mutual actor and writer, Irving Ron, who is one of our correspondents, who was on the show a couple weeks ago. Uh, Irving, I don't even think he's ever met you in real life, Irene, but he's another Asian American who likes Asian funny people. And he said, you have to meet Irene and you have to get connected to her. Yeah. So he suggested uh, we meet up and Irene was supposed to be live with us in our film festival, which was postponed, but that was supposed to be sometime in May. And now we're like, let's just get you on the show and start chatting and learn more about you. So tell us a little bit of your your story, how you got to be the, the Asian funny queer lady. Um, I mean, I didn't really know I wanted to do comedy. I um, was like in high school and I was no longer like the smartest person in my school and I like wasn't playing basketball anymore. Um, and I kind of just had like an existential crisis and I didn't know what to do. And then I discovered comedy um, because I loved watching Ellen. Like when I came home from school and I was like, oh, I wonder how she started, you know, having her talk show. And then I learned that she started by doing stand-up. So I ended up taking stand-up comedy classes. And then I did improv since I'm from Chicago and it's such a huge improv town. And I just loved comedy. Um, and I felt like I made a lot of friends doing comedy that I hadn't had before. 
And I just kept doing it. Like that was the thing that brought me joy, even though I had done, you know, I was like studying other stuff in school, but that nothing, you know, sparked joy, I suppose. So I was like, I guess I'll just keep doing comedy until somebody tells me I can't. So here I am. That is fantastic. So what I would love to know, so you're going to get into comedy. What do you do? You're going to sit down and is this the lingo? You're going to come up with a new bit or a new set? Like how, what's your process? How does that work? Um, I wish I could tell you that I sat down every day and I wrote jokes, which I'm trying to do. I'm actually not very good at that, but usually, um, it's like something that annoys me or bothers me, or I think is funny. Um, like just some kind of premise comes to me and I'm like, Oh, that might be funny. And then I'll like work out the joke. Either I'll, you know, write some notes down. I'll try it on stage or I guess online now. Um, and then I kind of flesh out the joke that way depending on what people laughed at or what I think is funny. Okay. Speaking of online, so you do a weekly show on Mondays. Tell I do it every Monday on zoom. Is that wild? So every Monday she's telling jokes. He got them jokes for you guys. How can people see your comedy every Monday? Like what's the best way to see Irene too? Monday nights. Yeah. So if you just follow me on Instagram, I'm at Irene underscore two. That's T-U is my last name. Um, and then the, the the handle for the show is Starline Comedy. So you can just look that up and there's like an Eventbrite link and you can get tickets that way or you can donate to our Venmo and I send you the link that way. Um, it's pretty low key and I try like new jokes and stuff, but we get really great comics on the show every Monday at 8 p.m. Pacific time. So follow Irene, her, her handle's on the screen there. So talk to us about some of the topics that we can expect. It sounds like you kind of have like a observational comedy where you're checking things out. You're going, that annoys me, or that's something I want to poke at, or this is something that just seems ridiculous. I need to talk about it. Um, I, won't, I don't know if I would consider observational comedy because I think when you think of observational comedy, you think of like Jerry Seinfeld. Um, and I do a little bit more personal comedy than that. Um, and then I guess I do kind of like socio-political material, not like I don't do politics where I talk about politicians, um, but it's definitely like social issues. So in anticipation for this interview, I watched a lot of your standup. What, <laughs> what has been your favorite gig? Like what's been the most exciting, dopest job you've had? Um, I, when I did uh, Comedy Central's Clusterfest, I think was that last year now, um, that was probably the most fun that I had in a while because I got to do shows with comedians I really admire and there was a ton of people there. But I like all doing any kind of shows. I'll do a small show, I'll do a large show. As long as the audience is like into the show, I'm having a good time. Like I don't really care how many people that are there. But. So you... You're also doing some acting these days, or you're trying to, right? What's that journey look like? Um, yeah, I've been taking acting classes and trying to do, you know, little short films or what I can do here and there. Um, yeah, it's it's always hard for me because I feel I always feel like I have a little bit of an imposter syndrome because I didn't know I wanted to do comedy or act when I was a kid. So I always feel like I'm behind. You know, I'm like, I wasn't a theater kid. I haven't been like, dancing and singing and acting my whole life. So I always feel like I'm not good enough. So that is like something I'm like working on not feeling. Um, but yeah, I've just been taking classes. It's always about getting better, you know, in any profession, you just want to get to the next level. Uh, how do you deal with the imposter syndrome? Uh, 
I mean, just acknowledging that I'm like, oh, I feel this way because I am insecure in what I'm doing and just trying to acknowledge it. And, you know, that's it. I, you can't beat it. You can just uh, fake it, fake it to make it right. I agree. The, yeah, the imposter syndrome, I feel for a lot of us just doesn't ever go away. And that's why we are called brave maker. One of the things I think I won't say every, because not everybody has the same thing, but a lot of creative people have to do is just conquer their selves, conquer their own fears, conquer their own. I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. And I think it's interesting. You mentioned age because you know, like the, the catching up thing. It's like, no matter when you start, I mean, there's 20 year olds who are feeling like they're behind because they weren't acting when they were five. You know, yeah. it's just such a weird thing that we have created. Um, I recently saw a meme about someone saying, I'm tired of the 30 under 30 lists, right? Give me the list of the 70 year old who broke out at 65 because they pivoted three or four different times in their life. I, mean, I just love that kind of story. And I'm trying to absorb that even in my own imposter syndrome, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll still take a 30 under 30 because I'm still under 30. <laughs> so if you guys want to put me in a list, uh, you, you, time's a ticking, but still got time. But if you don't get it, then the reality is you can be this first 60 over 60. How about that? I like that. Oh my God. You, you're telling me I have to wait. If I don't get 30 under 30, I have to wait 30 years. Could be. I mean, would it be worth it is the question, right? I have to ask myself that too. Like, what, is it, what does it mean? Like, what am I trying to level up to, as you said? What's the next level? What does that mean? Sometimes that could be like this fantasy that I have to even give up. Like, am I, am I content doing what I'm doing today? You know, I get to talk to great creatives. I get to make creative stuff. Do I own a home? Nope. Will I be okay if I don't? Eh, I would like to say I'd be okay if I don't own a home. But can I be okay with who I am today? That's a big struggle for creative people to have to absorb, you know? I don't mm -hmm. know how to how to move forward that. It's I think it's a tension a lot of us will face. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I think it comes down to how how are we defining success? Like, do you both feel successful? Irene, do you feel like you've made it? I I don't think I've made it in the way that I would like to make it. Like, I don't think I've achieved all my goals. Like, for sure, I'm still working my way up. But I do, like, I am proud a lot of the times. So I'm like, oh, like, I make my money doing comedy like that's a little bit crazy if you like told me that when I was younger I'm like oh I'll just pay my bills telling jokes to people like that's awesome yeah um so in that way you know it's nice and you know I feel like I accomplished that goal but there's always you know the next thing and I would love to have a special um at some point or like my own show um so just working toward that but so I think a lot of it especially for with creative people is you of course you don't want to feel like like, it's hard for me to relish that I'm like, oh, I achieved this next goal. Like, I want to celebrate it for a day and then be like, okay, what's the next thing, you know? Yeah. Do you have a next thing that is sort of on the radar? I know we've talked about you want to write a script and you talked about mentioning having your own show. Is there some trajectory toward that? Um, yeah, so ideally I'll finally finish this um, lesbian screenplay that I want to write one day that I've wanted to do my whole life and then... I thought of it again recently when that new lesbian movie got announced. I forgot what it was called already. And I was just like, God, just another same type of movie, whatever. And I really want to just write a movie that 
kind of speaks to like what I would have wanted to watch when I was 15, you know? Um, and then also, yeah, I, would, I would always wanted to have a sitcom that was like based around me, you know, a heightened version of me and just doing stand-up. So I'm doing stand-up all the time and I'd love to, you know, tour nationally and headline at clubs or in theaters when that comes back, whenever that is. Please come back theaters. Can we hear a log line? Can we hear like a pitch? Is there a part of this lesbian film that you could share with us? I don't know it yet still. It um, hasn't come to me, which I think is the worst way to talk about writing, right? Because you're supposed to just write and then until you throw away all the garbage, you're like, that's a brilliant idea. But it kind of hasn't come to me. I've thought about it a lot, but I don't know yet. But it's going to be good, I promise. <laughs> I'm sure. I've, I've thought of some ideas where I'm like, that's bad, but I don't know what the idea is yet. I want to take a quick commercial break. This is a perfect time to promote our 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time conversation with writer, director, filmmaker, writer, director, actor. Josh Rubin has this new film coming out called Scare Me. And Irene, both Christine and I have watched it. And it's so great. I don't know if you like horror, but it you don't. OK, but here's the deal. It's not slasher horror it is campy comedy horror. And the whole theme, the whole meta theme is about two writers who are secluded in a forest cabin and the power goes out and they try to scare each other with storytelling. So the, oh. whole, the whole idea is what does it mean to tell a good story? And as writers, they, it's so funny. Like every writer should watch it because they poke at log lines. Yeah. They poke at story details. It's so, so good. So we have to uh, take a quick commercial break and watch the trailer for Scare Me, which is coming out on October 1st. And we will have one of the first interviews with writer, director, actor, Josh Rubin. So take a look at this. Hi. Hi. So what are you running from? Running. Well, this place looks uh, haunted. I'm writing. Oh, really? Me too. So what are you working on? It's kind of a revenge story about werewolves. Have you written anything I've read? Or? I just wrote a book called um, Venus. You wrote Venus. You're a best-selling author. I'm so sorry. This road is actually only for best-selling authors, so I might kick you out. They're not so great. Power outage. I'm bored. Let's tell each other scary stories. After you've had veggie, right? You seem like a fella who might be interested in some scary stories. And you seem correct. Hit me, Scaremaster. So, uh, there's this little boy. You hear something? Yes. This is the part in the story where the creepy strings kick in. Everything goes into slow motion. Jesus Christ, dude. It's a good story, right? It's just been done, like, I don't know, six or seven hundred times. Just because you're the best-selling author doesn't mean you get to school me on the story. Actually, yes, it does. Look at you! You are emasculated! <laughs> I'm going to get you! Run, Jason! <laughs> no witnesses! 
do one of about dead babies. Like an army of them? You know, they got like little baby hands. They just like, we don't want bottles, we want blood, you know? <laughs> Fred, what are you doing with that poker? Is this part of the story? It is so good. That does look really good. Also, Do Chris Redd is in it. He's a comic. Yes, Chris Redd is a comic. Aya Cash is a great actor. Like right now, she's out in The Boys on Amazon, which is like my favorite obsession right now. I so. keep hearing that I need to watch that show, so I have to watch that show. Yes, watch that show. If you're wondering um, if you should and you like irreverent, raunchy, dark kind of stuff, this the boys is for you. <laughs> so yeah. we, di we digress, but if you want to talk to uh, Josh, join us today, 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And this is going to launch our next question because that film and our conversation right before the trailer was all about like, okay, our stories and writing. So Irene, what are some things you would say to somebody who wants to become a stand-up comic? Well, now is the worst time to start stand-up comedy. <laughs> That is for sure. So if you want to do it, really decide if you want to do it. Because um, I, I would not want to start stand-up comedy now. Um, because even established comedians can't do stuff. So this is a hard time. But um, normally what I would say is uh, you gotta you got to do an open mic, right? You got to test out the material. You might not do well your first time on stage. Almost everyone does bad. Like you're probably going to bomb. Um, but before you do that, definitely write down some jokes, even if you don't exactly know how jokes, I mean, it's a setup and a punchline, right? Even if you can't get the joke writing down, come in with something. I cannot tell you how many times I've seen someone go up for the first time with no plan in their head, right? They just go to an open mic. They're like, people have told me I'm funny. I'm just going to get on stage and just, it'll come to me on stage. No, it, it doesn't. A lot of, most stand-up is planned, right? You have jokes. There's crowd work, of course, where you like, you know, ask an audience member something and then you kind of riff on that. But for the most part, jokes, they're all planned. It's not like I thought of this funny thing on stage. So definitely write down some jokes, like five minutes jokes, even three, doesn't matter. Write something, sign up for an open mic. I think there's online open mics now, which again, not ideal. Um, but test it out and then you'll kind of know if you got the bug, right? Even if you're bad at it, once you go on stage, if you bomb and you're like, I still want to do it, that's kind of how you know you're going to keep doing stand-up comedy. Um, and if you love it, that too. Uh, but if you if you go on stage and you truly hate it, you'll probably be like, okay, it's not for me. I did it once. I'll check it off my bucket list. But that's kind of my advice is just write some jokes and then try it out and then just keep going. Can we go back to what Irene said about bombing? So I'm watching your stand up. I'm like, oh my God, she looks like she's having so much fun. And like some ideas are coming to me. I was like, I'm gonna write some jokes. So I'm writing some jokes and this didn't like come out of nowhere. I lived down the street from Tommy T's comedy club. Mm -hmm. And started doing something called Under the Stars. So you can go and like park in the parking lot and like sit out there and they have like comics come in and they're doing stand up. And I was like, huh, stand up. Well, I'm in a wheelchair, so that's like subtle segregation already. Like I already don't know that's going. So <laughs> write that down. And I was like, you know what? I should do it. I should just do it for fun. So I'm gonna I'm gonna write this five minute set. I'm letting you know right now I was inspired by you. If I bomb, 
I bomb, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, well, if you bomb, just know we all bomb. Like, I'll tell my same jokes that, like, crush one night. It could bomb the next. You know what I mean? So it's it has nothing to do with you. I think the other thing is, like, you have to remember, like, when you bomb on stage, it's not, like, people hating you. It's just the material didn't work for some reason. So right? Um, and I think that's, like, a lot of fear when people start doing stand-up because they're afraid of bombing because it's kind of, like, a rejection of them as a person. But it's totally not that at all. They just didn't think what you said was funny because of either the wording or the timing or maybe they don't agree with what you say. But it's just, like, if you can finesse the material to a way where anybody can think it's funny, that's how you know you're like, oh, that's a perfect joke. Okay. Yep, and I said that to say Irene makes it look easy, and it is, it is not like you. You just make it seem like so effortless and easy, and you're having a good time. So, oh, thank you. Classic. But it's like also, it's like you have to just not care, right? You have to get on stage and be like, I don't care if I do well, I don't do well. This is what I think is funny. This is what I'm going to say. And if you like it, great. If you don't like it, I don't care. That's great advice. That is such great advice for actors and comedians. You know, like. Do your best, put in the work, and then get up there and just, it'll be what it is. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you can't control how the audience is going to react to you, right? So you just have to be like, this is what I want to put out there. And as long as you're happy with that, that's all that matters. Do you think there's anything with, uh, because I've heard comedians say something on both sides of this uh, thing I'm going to bring up here. I tend to like comedians who are up on stage and giggle at themselves and laugh at their own jokes. And I've heard people are anti that, but there's something about a comedian who doesn't care if you're laughing that gets that for me, gives me like, Oh, this person is totally confident. And sometimes they're laughing and no one else is laughing with them. And maybe that's because they're nervously awkwardly laughing at the quiet or the silence. But what are your thoughts on that? Um, so I think it could go both ways. I think sometimes it can be like, you know, they're just having fun and they're like, oh, that was funny. And they laugh on stage. I think that's fine. But sometimes it can be a little bit of a crutch or a distraction. Like if you're laughing after every punchline, I feel like you're, you're really saying, I'm not sure if you're going to laugh at the punchline. So I'm going to laugh just in case, you know? And that's the part where it's like, oh, now you care too much what the audience thinks, right? If you're just laughing because you're having a good time and you're like, oh, that was funny, you know, because like, for instance, like Dave Chappelle does that sometimes. He's like laughing. He's like, I need to like snap, slap his, slaps his knee because he's like, that was funny. I think if you're genuinely just enjoying it and you think it's funny and you're like, I don't care what the audience thinks, I think that's fine. But I have seen other comics that it'll be distracting where it's like, ooh, the timing of it. You, you really didn't have to laugh, right? Because I would have laughed more if you hadn't laughed. For those of you who are listening on the podcast right now, I'm putting up a bunch of Irene's images from her Instagram, which you can find that at Irene underscore TU. But Irene, you are a photogenic person, just so you know. All of your images, I'm like... You look good. Every single oh, photo. That's, that's very nice of you. I mean, I did pick and choose what photos I put up. So that makes sense. As you did. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That's great. Well, um, what kind of stuff? So the zoom gigs and the COVID-19 shelter in place thing is a thing, mm -hmm. but what kind of stuff are you also 
you know, doing right now, I mean, I, this might be too personal, but staying afloat as a, as a creative, we're hearing lots of stories of the challenges, you know, like the, the, we're, we're applying for grants and, you know, relief for, for this time because our gigs, you know, my, a lot of my acting gigs short, uh, small, a lot of the production gigs are slowly starting to pick up, but it's been dry for quite some time. I not our nonprofit, you know, we're not doing film screenings anymore. So we're each having to pivot. What does it look like for you to pivot during this time to actually live and make it? Yeah. So it is a lot of like, um, online shows and then there's more, there's some more outdoor shows coming back. So doing that, but I'm spending a lot of time um, kind of reflecting and then trying to write more and taking classes. And I'm kind of taking this time to just do stuff that I normally wouldn't do if I were working, you know, as a comedian touring and stuff. So that's kind of just what I've been doing. And then I've been lucky enough that, you know, I have, I have some money saved up. So, you know, hopefully it'll last till, I don't know when this pandemic's going to end, but hopefully it'll all last. Yeah. <laughs> no one does. Speaking of taking classes, Irene and I are in a screenwriting class together. And she mentioned, you know, that she was writing this lesbian film. And I, I immediately emailed her like, oh, yeah. Trying to. Something crazy. So I, I'm excited to see how that how that develops, a direct, which direction you go with that. Trying to. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. If you are watching this or listening to this and you have a film idea, we do have a new screenwriting class happening with Brave Maker starting October 2nd. Here's a quick little promo for that. Gotta love that. So yeah, if you have a short film you want to write, it starts uh, on a, the first Friday in October. Go to bravemaker.com slash classes to sign up. But now, now is the time. Now is the time when we're all trying to figure out what our next move is to write that idea, get it down, figure out how to move forward because, you know, everyone's saying different things. We could see a vaccine in the fall 2020. Some articles I've read say not till the summer of 2021. So it's a, it's an it's an issue right now. And as artists, I think in general, we don't talk a lo- enough about finances and really how to make it. We're always using that word struggling artist attached to our identity, which it's 50-50, you know, hell or high water kind of thing. Like, do we embrace that and go, that's a part of our identity? Or do we kind of go, no, what? I don't have to struggle, right? I, I can save my money. I can be wise, yeah, you know, make sure that my rent and my expenses are low so that I can do this thing that I love and I have to bust my butt, you know, uh, especially in the Bay area and pay outrageous rent and have nothing to show for it. So I, I think if anyone's looking for a niche right now, it's helping artists to budget, helping artists to know how to save and why it is important to save. So when you find yourself dry or in between gigs, you don't have to stress out or sell your body, nothing against selling your body because there's some okay things there too. <laughs> uh, Irene, uh, any final things you want to say to our listeners on the podcast 
what they can expect or things that you, you, sh- you would recommend them watch of you on your multiple YouTube stand-up shows? Um, you know, I also, I honestly don't even know what videos are up on YouTube. So I don't know what you watched, Christina. Uh, I hope it was good. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, if you just Google my name, things will show up and you can watch stuff. And I have kind of no control over the internet. So there might be some old jokes up there. But um, yeah, you can just find me online again at Irene underscore TU. And I'm just so happy anytime I get to meet any creative people. You know, it's such a hard profession and it's something that you do because you love it. So keep creating. And uh, oh, I also watched that side note. I watched that Social Dilemma documentary um, yesterday and we're on social media. So follow me while you can before I delete it because um, they're using all our data. Yeah, I mean, I watched that documentary too. I highly recommend it. And no surprise there, right? It's like, we yeah. kind of all knew there was some things happening behind when when the makers of all of our internet browsers and social media platforms don't allow their kids to have screens. You think there's something behind that. And they're pretty public about that. So it's like, it's like a drug, right? We get we get mm-hmm. you know a dose of what is that stuff like pitocin or oxy whatever that is dopamine or whatever dopamine yeah. yeah every time you scroll and refreshment it's like ah it's a little I scary i think like um one thing uh is like yeah we all have to have social media like being you know you know comedians actors whatever but i don't think we need it as much as we think we do you know that's part of the addiction and then I've started reading more in quarantine and that that's kind of inspired me to be, to, you know, have other um, joke ideas and stuff, for example, or like, I'm like, Oh, I want to write a story. That's kind of like this. So I think just like going back to our roots of like reading and like going out in nature and just being inspired that way and not just being like, I have to like get all these followers on Instagram or Twitter because otherwise I'm not going to get stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would wholeheartedly agree with that. There is a necessary part of social media, but that doesn't mean we need to lean into the addictive part where we're always on it. Give yourself an hour a day. Give yourself two hours a day. That's It's part of my work. I look at it like that. It's my work. And I schedule it, and it's part. And then you have to have your schedule for the actual writing and the doing of that work that you're going to promote. So if you're just on social media, you know, you're avoiding the actual joke writing or screenwriting or acting as Christina is doing through powerhouse acting in Oakland. What, what? Yeah. Yeah. Going back to the imposter syndrome, you guys jump in. I took my first acting class last night. Shout out to powerhouse and I'm 38. I'm just jumping in the game here. I'm just getting in and having some fun. So yeah, definitely just try to enjoy what it is that you're doing and uh, work hard at it. I think then good things will come from that. Fantastic. Well, hey, thanks to everybody who watched and who listened on the podcast. You know, you can always find uh, Christina at Christina Ray Jackson uh, on Instagram. Irene is Irene dash two. It'll be in the show notes if you're listening on the Brave Maker podcast on your phone or whatever platform you're listening to. Uh, if you like free movies and free stuff, we have a email list you can go to at bravemaker.com slash buzz. Sign up for our mailing list there and we'll send you stuff when we get access to free films. You can screen and then meeting the filmmakers like we're going to meet today, Josh Rubin at 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And as always, we are a nonprofit, so you can donate 
to the work that we're doing. We are trying to make more original content. We have a short film called Killer Couch. We're doing another short film called Hey Dad, another short film called The Scarlet Thread, all these films being made under the Brave Maker umbrella. Christina is launching a new podcast called Wheel Queens, which is with two disability advocates putting the word disability back in diversity. So there's so much great stuff that is coming. Go to our website, bravemaker.com and consider becoming a patron today. So finally, thanks, uh, Irene, for being with us. We're going to see you on October 15th. I have to follow up with you about that for this webinar that we're doing that we would like to have you join us on. So okay, perfect. Yeah, more, follow up with me on that. But yeah. yeah, thank you so much for having me. You got it. We'll okay. talk to you soon. Before we let her go, can we know about Comedy Crossing tonight? Oh. Oh, I do have a show tonight. If you like Animal Crossing and comedy, or if you just like cute animated cartoon things, there's a show called Comedy Crossing, and it takes place in Animal Crossing, but you can just watch it on Zoom and... Um, our characters like do stand up, but you'll see my face and like doing the stand up. It's cute. You gotta like go to see what it is. But I, I went to one of the earlier shows that it wasn't on. It was just so much fun. So, so it's in the Animal Crossing game. Yeah. So I'm playing my character, and then I'm also doing stand up. So you'll see me doing stand up, and then you'll see my character. I'm just like you know the character kind of just stands there, but that I'm is ready, awesome. Like, change my outfit or something. The beauty of technology. There are so many different ways to enter and brave your own way as we like to say that's awesome cool well hey good luck irene i know we'll be in touch and uh work together in the future and have you back awesome thanks guys thanks talk to you soon talk soon and finally our uh ending of the show always is brave stories change the world you are the story and don't forget black lives matter black trans lives matter continue to fight bye everybody peace thanks for listening to the brave maker podcast Subscribe, give us a rating, and share with a friend. BraveMaker is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Our work is funded by generous patrons like you. Support the podcast with a tax deductible donation at bravemaker.com. Brave stories change the world. You are the story.